0: The views of Radio Free Brooklyn, its staff, or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day!
1: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How is everyone doing today? How are all my blessed and highly favored people doing? I trust that everyone had a wonderful week following last Sunday, which was Mother's Day. I hope you all enjoyed yourself, whatever you decided to do. And I am so glad to be here. I'm glad that you all have decided to join me this morning. Trying to get myself together here. Got into the studio today. Got to the building. Elevator not working. It wasn't working last week either. So, okay. I took the stairs. And, you know, it's one of these buildings that it's two flights of stairs to get to the next level. So, and we're on the third floor. So, yes, I got my exercise for this morning. And... I guess it gave me more energy or it either made me tired. I'm not sure yet. I haven't <laughs> quite uh I haven't quite seen how I feel right now. But today's topic is a serious one. And it's a subject that affects nearly one out of every four Americans. It's really talked about mainly, I feel, because it's misunderstood. Or if it is talked about, it's only talked about in certain areas. Dealing with certain instances, it's never really talked about as a whole. And I think a lot of it is because of the shame and the stigma that's attached to it. And right now, it's probably becoming more of a topic for everyone to talk about since the pandemic. And what I'm speaking about is mental illness. May happens to be National Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it's time for us here at this show to discuss mental health and what the Bible has to say about it. Now, about two weeks ago, I guess it's about two weeks now, country music star Naomi Judd died. Her family originally stated that she passed away from mental illness. And I was scratching my head when I heard that because... I was like, wow, okay, I've never heard it described quite that way. But that was the politically correct way of her family wanting to alert the world that they had lost a loved one, not wanting to face at that moment the notion that their beloved mother would take her own life. Suicide is a leading cause of death in the United States with about 46 1000 deaths being reported in 2020 according to the CDC. This equals to about 1 death every 11 minutes. Suicide is not exclusive to a particular age group. It affects people of all ages. The CDC reported that suicide is among the top 9 leading causes of death for people ages 10 10 to 64, and was the second leading cause of people dying between the ages of 10 and 14 and 25 to 34. Now, we know that suicide is a byproduct of mental illness, meaning that people don't just wake up and say, oh, I'm going to kill myself. It's something that leads up to There's a whole lot that's leading up to before people decide they want to kill themselves. And that mental illness, actually the umbrella of mental illness, has a multitude of social, behavioral, and emotional disorders that fall underneath it, such as trauma, which could be from various forms of violence, child abuse, bullying, or even sexual assaults eating disorders, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, mood disorders, including bipolar disorder, personality disorders, and psychotic disorders, including schizophrenia. So you see how big that umbrella of mental illness is? It's So many things fall under there. So when you think about it, People or anyone who have, ex- who has experienced any of the above that I just listed could be at a high risk to commit suicide. Although mental illness has been a hot topic in the nation before it has been exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Just thinking about, just think about it for two years or so, two years, cause what it started in 20, 20- 21, the end of 21, we started opening up things. And now in 22, we opened up everything. So you say a good year and a half or so. We were isolated, kept away from people, those who were alone. Because if you were with your family, and think about it, if you could have been in a house full of people and still felt that you were isolated. Sickness, grief, and job loss has escalated in the whole decline of mental health and has exponentially increased the need for more mental health services. So on top of us being on lockdown, everything being shut down, everything being closed, then people getting sick from COVID, then you're losing your job, then the fact that you're just stressed from everything going on in your life, everyday normal life before the pandemic can lead to mental health issues. And with that one in four statistics, it's a, it's reasonable to believe that many of those suffering from this dreadful disease are people that we know. They could be our fellow church members, family members, even ourselves at times. So with knowing all that, it makes the situation seem bleak, right? But I'm here to tell you that all is not lost. In these critical times, it's important to remember that you are not alone. And anyone suffering with one of the more mentioned behavioral disorders can get help and seek help. And at the end, I'm going to give you numbers that you can jot down if you need to call someone. There is not one among us that has not suffered from a broken heart at one time in our lives or another, right? Everyone's experienced some sort of pain or stress. Or sometimes you just don't feel like yourself. Because for the most part, you know, we could be having a down day. Something could have just not went right. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, I just don't want to be bothered. I don't feel like getting out of the bed. I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's not like, oh, my life is falling apart and it's shattered. No, but it's just some days you just don't feel like engaging. And when people come to us and they might say that to us, a lot of us don't know what to say to people when they're feeling down. And if the person is depressed, and they're coming to you and they're trying to talk to you. We usually try to gloss over the feelings because it makes us feel uncomfortable. And if the person is a Christian, oh, God forbid, we want to start passing judgment saying that, oh, you need to pray more. You know, you're not trusting in God. You know, things are not, you're not doing it, the you're not following and, and doing, maybe you need to fast more. All well and good. But that's not always the answer. Christians suffer from mental illness and there's it has nothing to do with them not believing in the faith or believing in God. So we can't always throw that on them. But I am going to say, although the Bible does not address mental illness directly, like it doesn't call it mental illness, it does make reference to the many instances when people have suffered hardship. And it shows how God was able to bring them out of their circumstances that was making them feel whichever way it was making them feel. Because if you just think about it, but before I do that, let's address the notion of prayer. And I wouldn't go as far to say that they needed to have more prayer if they're feeling depressed. Not More prayer is not going to get it. It's the type of prayers that you pray. That would give you the relief that you're looking for. Because if you think about it. Who else can you possibly go to. And tell everything to. Without being looked at, judged. Worrying about your business. Getting out in the street. Somebody posting it on social media. Who? God. So in your prayer. Instead of, oh, God, I don't feel good, make me feel better. That's your time to let out everything that you're feeling inside. Oh, God, I'm feeling like this. Or why am I feeling like this? This happened to me. I don't know how to deal with this. What should be my next step in handling this? Because I'm feeling like this. All that stuff can be let out. So that's how you're able to relieve yourself of the pressures of constantly just talking about it in your head, which is not going to give you satisfaction because you talking to yourself, if yourself is the one telling you that you're the ones that's having the problem, that's not going to help you solve the issue. And one point I do want to make clear is that although I'm going to show biblically how to deal with the disorders, there are times that prayer alone is not enough. And that's why God gave us physicians. Luke, Luke, a disciple of Christ, he was a follower of Christ. He accompanied Paul on his journeys while he was spreading the gospel. He was a doctor. So when we need to seek the help that we need because prayer alone is not helping us, it's okay for us to take medications or other methods that we need to incorporate in order for our overall wellness to be made whole. Cause God created us as whole beings. We're mind, we're body, and we're spirit. And in order to maintain a healthy balance in our life, we have to take care of all three of those parts of us. If one part goes lacking, over time, the other parts are going to suffer as well. Think of your car. If you just only put gas in your car and just keep driving it, sure, you're going to go from point A to point B. But eventually, if that check engine light comes on and you ignore it, left unattended, the car is going to stop and cease to function. And as always, if we're going to go into the Bible and look at what God is saying, because you know that's our road map, saying for us in our life, we have to go back to the beginning, and that would be the book of Genesis. So let us go back into the book of Genesis and see where we first see the, the start of how you can label someone that would have a mental, Ill- fall under the umbrella, <clears throat> excuse me, fall under the umbrella of mental illness. And we go to the chapter Genesis 4, chapter 4, and I want to start with verse 4. And the Lord had respect, and I'm reading from the, this is the amplified version I'm reading from right now today. And the Lord had respect, regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no respect. So Cain became extremely angry and indignant, and he looked annoyed and hostile, and the Lord said to Cain, why are you so angry? And why do you look annoyed? If you, do, if you do well, believing me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instructions, sin crouches at your door. It desires, its desire is for you to overpower you. But you must master it. Now, that exchange was between Cain and the Lord. The Lord was talking to Cain after he and his brother Abel had brought their offerings to God and God accepted Abel's but did not accept Cain. <clears throat> Excuse me. But if we all know the story, Cain got, was annoyed because God accepted Abel's and not his and he ended up killing his brother. We know that story. But if we follow what God was saying to Cain and he was warning him about what was happening. We see the first expression of emotion and feeling from that chapter where Cain got annoyed because his offering wasn't accepted. So God warned Cain, if you don't master what you're feeling, it's going to overtake you. The sin of it is going to overtake you. So let's interject. If we were to interject sadness, depression, shame into where anger is. And it says, why are you so depressed? Why do you why are you so sad? Why do you look so depressed? Or we can interject. Why are you so sad? Why do you look so shamed? It's the same feeling God is asking. And he's saying, if you don't recognize that that feeling or emotion, if not controlled, can take over your whole entire being. So what he's saying is, we have to learn how to master what we're feeling. Not that we shouldn't feel them because he gave us the gift of having emotions and feelings, but we don't have to have them take over our life and let them control how we govern and pattern the way we move. Proverbs six thirty two: He who is slow to anger is better and more honorable than a mighty soldier. And he who rules his own spirit than he who captures a city. So in other words, it's saying you have more power if you can control your own spirit than he who can capture a city. The scripture lets us know that we can control how we feel regardless of how low we are feeling at the moment. We have to take a look at ourselves. Now let me ask you, have you ever Have you ever made yourself have an outer body experience? Which you can do that if you concentrate long enough. If you're feeling sad enough, you can make yourself see yourself as if like you're in the room with yourself watching you. And while you're watching you, while you're feeling sad, that you that's watching can be the motivation to get you to think other things and do what you need to do to move yourself out of that feeling because we don't have to stay there. We don't have to be ruled by our emotions. And I'm talking about the ones that don't have, if it's not your brain, that's just not clicking right. That's different. Those will need medication. But for the everyday person that's just maybe stressed and then just feeling sad because they may look at things as, oh, this is just too much for me, because they're feeling overwhelmed, you can move yourself out of that. So if we look through the Old Testament, we see that the characters were facing Many of the things that we face today in Exodus, the Jews were enslaved in Egypt, suffering from hardships, which I'm sure caused bouts of depression and anxiety. Think about the conditions that they had to endure, just like the slaves of modern age. Right. If you're constantly being put under a microscope, or forced to do something. Just like in every, some offices, some work environments are hostile and it makes you feel depressed. And that's not even slavery. We make jokes and say, oh, we have to work for the slave master. But you're not really being enslaved, but it gives you that feeling of being enslaved. And just think about the mothers who lost their sons to the hand of the king that decreed, oh, all firstborn kids are gonna be killed. I want all firstborn sons annihilated. Look at the mothers today that are losing their children to the acts of violence in the street. The same depression, sadness, stress, anxiety that those people felt in the Old Testament, we are feeling it today. And those stories help us to understand that we're human and we're frail, all of us, apart from God. So when we think about mental illness, we need to look at the Bible as a whole human life story, because at any time, any one of us could experience what has happened to the people and the characters within the Bible throughout all the books. Like, let's take the story of Job. Job lost his entire family and everything he owned, and his wife told him to curse God and die modern day translation job job lost his whole family to covid nobody was vaccinated and then on top of that like as if that wasn't bad enough he lost his entire retirement and savings in the bitcoin crash last week job is understandably depressed he sees himself as a failure and he's alone and his wife tells him to curse God and go kill yourself. Hmm. We're going to get back to that. Remember the story of the blind man that Jesus has healed and the disciples has asked, they asked him when he went to heal him, who sinned, who sinned master, him or his parents? Because they automatically thought because the guy was born blind, somebody had to do something wrong. And in that instant, Jesus let them know that. We could get caught up in life situations that are unfair, that have nothing to do with anybody committing any sin. It was simply put upon that person so that the glory of God could be revealed. And God, in that instance, wants us to know that he's in everything. Now, anybody that's a babe in the Lord who doesn't really understand God would look at that and be like, that's crazy. Why would God blind somebody just so that he can turn around and heal them? And it poses the question, like when people ask today, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? But in Isaiah fifty-five six to 8, God tells us, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him for salvation while he is near. Let the wicked leave behind his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let them return to the Lord and he will have compassion, mercy on him. To our God, for he is abundantly, he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways declares God. And even with that, God is still merciful, loving, compassionate. When it comes to the pain that we may feel, he'll comfort us. But he's also letting you know what I think and what you think are two different things. The way I move and the way you want me to move is two different things. And the things that I allow You don't know what I'm trying to bring to pass in the greater picture because you're only seeing what I have you to see because you only see your little self. I'm looking at everything in its entirety. So with all our shame, all our suffering, all our hurt, all our disgrace, all our insecurities, all our anxieties, God is there with all of it and we can give it all to God. Last but not least, let's look at Judas. Hmm. He betrayed Christ for 30 pieces of silver. Now, how many of us today have done things against the very people who have been in our corner from the beginning? Only to regret it later once we realize what we've really done. And because of that guilt, we make wrong, wrong choices. We make wrong decisions. Right? Right? And then some of us, we even feel like there's things that we could, there's things that have been done to us that we can never get over. We can never forgive that person for. And it makes us fall into a depression or overeating or using drugs or all those things, all those things that we do are all to dull the pain because of what we're feeling. And what we're feeling is usually because of something else. Depression is just is what you, is what it's called, but the symptoms of depression go much deeper. Like when somebody says, Oh, I'm so depressed. It's not just that they woke up and they're depressed. They're depressed. I don't know what their particular reason might be, but the symptoms go much deeper. They could be depressed because maybe they were sexually molested. They could be depressed because Maybe they're in a relationship that's volatile. They can be depressed because maybe they're always anxious and they're always afraid. So to say that you're depressed, there's something deeper that's causing that depression. And what we have to do, we have to speak out about it. We have to be able to go deep in and deal with what it is that we're harboring inside that we might've hidden, that we might've covered, that we don't want to face, we have to face it in order to be able to bring it to the surface, to deal with it, to get over it. You can't get over something that's dug, that that's hidden deep, if it's not dug up. You can't get over something if you keep stuffing, 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 stuffing to the point where you forget about it, because we're not dealing with it, we're just masking it. And something will trigger it to come out again and that's where we have the problems. And a lot of us are afraid to speak out. Number one, cause our pride, our pride makes us cover up the shame or rejection or the inadequacies, How you name it. And that, because of that pride, it allows it to fester in our spirit, which causes many of the mental disorders that some of us have. That's why, if you think about it, God spoke to his people every day in the Old Testament, either directly or through the prophets. And in the New Testament, we had Jesus. And when he died on the cross, he left the Holy Spirit to help us, who are followers of Christ, carry on the mantle to help one another, right? So that's what we have to remember. And another thing we have to remember, let me go back to what Job's wife told him, because I said we were going to go back to that. His wife told him that you're clinging, you know, Job, this is in second chapter of Job. Oh, you're clinging to your integrity and your faith in your God, and you don't want to blame him for everything. Just curse him and die. But he said to her, you speak of one who is spiritually foolish and you're ignorant to the obvious ways of the way God works. So what Job was telling her, not only should we accept the good from God, but if we have adversity and disasters, we have to accept that from him as well because everything comes from him. And if you believe that he's in control of everything, then you know that the bad is not going to last forever. And in spite of every, in spite of everything that was happening to Job, he did not curse God. And this lets me, this is the point I wanted to make with that. Be careful who you confide in your when you're talking about your sorrows and how you feel. Because if that person doesn't possess the same thoughts and ideas spiritually like you do and know that God is a good and loving God, then they're going to counsel you and encourage you in the wrong way. So you have to surround yourself if you are going to confide in someone with people who can really pray and encourage you and help you work through whatever it is that you're going through. That could be a therapist. That could be your best friend if it's someone who you know is not going to betray your trust. It could be a coworker if you're close enough like that. Sometimes you do form bonds with people that you can actually feel comfortable and express yourself. And that's what we need to do. And although we know that God can heal miraculously, because we've seen him do it several times in the Bible, he still also gave us modern medicine, knowledgeable doctors who can help us if we need medication to help us maintain stability when we are in a crisis. My final thoughts, the Bible needs to be taken in its entirety to show us how life is fragile and difficult in the best of times. And Jesus told us this. He told us to be of good cheer, that we would have trouble and we would have tribulation, but he overcame the world. So that's what we need to be encouraged with, that if he was able to overcome, we can overcome. And also don't forget when Jesus got tired, When Jesus got tired and he felt overwhelmed, he left the multitude and he went off on his own so that he could commune with his God. So that we also have to remember. And so if we look at the books collectively, not just one scripture, giving it out to someone when they need something or giving it out to them when they might tell you that they're feeling a certain way just to suppress the moment as Christians and as the body of the church, we need to show more grace and mercy, just as God does for us every day. We need to understand the power of God, our frailty as humans, and how it all intertwines together, just the way Jesus showed us when he came. And with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would K Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
2: Traveled
0: on every side Sometimes I don't want to try
2: Try to move on When it seems there's nothing left Left Lord, I need you to step in Give me a second wind Lord, with your hand Oh. For
0: I have not forgotten Ten I have not mm-hmm. forgotten Ten No, I won't I forget have you not I haven't forgotten what I promised I you have not forgotten. No Don't give up on your dreams Cause I know I, I know the plan that I have Oh, oh, I have not forgotten you
1: back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to What Would K Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But in Op-Ed today, I'm going to keep it on what we were talking about with the mental illness, because I want to give anyone who's suffering right now, anyone who's listening to me that needs some type of guidance or needs to call someone to talk to someone, I have some numbers for you. And I also want to stress the seriousness to the church body how to deal with this. Because they always used to say, the church is like a hospital. All the sick people need to come inside. Well, if all the sick people need to come inside, then you shouldn't make the sick people feel ashamed or unwelcomed when they come in. And it's not just the sick people coming in, it's the sick, the sick people that attend every Sunday. Yeah, I said it. There's a lot of people that attend every Sunday that have issues, but they want to act like they don't. And the more they act like they don't, that's what causes all this disruption and discord within the church. Because you start acting out and doing things that you wouldn't normally do if you kept mind, body, and spirit whole. So now, like I said, there are some disorders that require medication. And yes, those should those people should seek medical attention. Go talk to someone. And I'm gonna give out some numbers. So anyone hurting today, if you just need to rest, to silence the noise, take a moment to breathe. Remove yourself from social media if that's what's stressing you. Don't take in so much news like I've tried to. I don't know why. Lately I've been before I never used to watch the news a lot, but now it's just like I'm drawn to it and then I get annoyed. Crazy, right? So if the news is giving you too much negativity, don't watch it. Because like I said before, even Jesus had to remove himself from the masses. He had to remove himself from all the noise that he was constantly hearing when he went from town to town, ministering to people and healing them and talking to them and counseling them. And after a while, even after doing all that, you get drained. You can only give what you have within you. And if you're depleted, you can no longer give anymore. And I feel that sometimes as well. So you have to remove yourself to replenish yourself. And that's where he, imagine we have Christ, we have God in the flesh who had to leave and go regroup with the God from heaven. So if he had to regroup with the other part of himself, what do you think we have to do? Because this world is difficult and life is difficult to navigate. Life is very difficult to navigate. So we don't want to drown in everything that's happening. So when we need assistance, there's nothing wrong with us asking for it and seeking it out. So here's some numbers that I want to give. This is the number to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 800-273-8254. That's 800 273 8255 five. excuse me, did I say 5-4 in the first time? Sorry, it's 800-273-8255. It's a 24-hour number. So you can call, speak to a live person. There's no recordings, no automated system. You call, you get someone, you can talk to them. There's also for those who don't wanna talk and they'd rather text, because some people may not feel, comfortable enough talking on the phone or may not be in an area where they can talk, there's a crisis text line and you text G-O-T-S, the number 5, to 741 That's G-O-T-S, the number 5, to 741 The domestic violence hotline is 800-942-6906. That's 800-942-6906. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration now they're 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. They're a referral service that can give you information on anything and they can provide you with assistance, whether you have insurance or if you don't have insurance and their number is 800-622-4357 or 800 622 2 help H-E-L-P. And if you want to go online and look them up, their website is samhsa.gov. I also have a number to Samaritan Crisis Helpline. Their number is 877 870 4673 and their website is dot org. that number is 877 that's Samaritan Crisis Helpline And all the numbers and all the websites that I gave you, they are all anonymous. They're all confidential. So I wanted everyone to get that information in case someone out there needs assistance or they know someone who might need assistance. There is no shame in needing help. And this is the best time to get it. So if you need it, go for it so that you can feel better. We all want to feel better. And that ends op-ed. Our word of the month is still discord. And discord being disagreement between people. And that's what we're trying to avoid this month. We don't want any discord on top of everything else that we're dealing with. With it being mental health month, we want to try to maintain our mental health to the best that we can possibly do it. And that means exercising, getting enough rest, drinking water, you know, maintaining healthy, positive thoughts. Don't be so negative on yourself. Be be sweet with yourself. Sometimes you just need to be sweet to yourself. We're always trying to be sweet and courteous to others. Sometimes we need to do that to ourselves so that we can feel good. Our promise for the week is going to come from Psalm 143. And I'm going to read verse 8. Cause you, cause, excuse me, let me start again. Psalm 143, verse 8. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. And with that, I want everyone to have a beautiful Sunday. They are having an AIDS walk in Central Park today. Those of you who are walking, God bless you. You're doing it for a wonderful cause. They're also having, I heard, oh, the first Asian American Pacific Islander, AAPI, parade today. They're having the first ever parade. I think it, oh, I believe it's on 6th Avenue between 44th and 55th Street. So it's the 10 block stretch on 6th Avenue from 44 to 55. So it's the first ever. And from what I understand, New York City has the second largest AAPI population in the entire country. We have the second largest. So all those going out there to do that, Have a wonderful time. Stay safe. It's kind of cloudy now, but they're saying that the weather is supposed to get a little nicer. It's going to be warm. So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your day. Whatever you do, be safe. Take care of one another. Be patient with one another because we're all stressed. We're all dealing with something and you never know who's dealing with what. So sometimes a smile can be the best thing that you can give anyone. And with that, I say COVID is still out there. So as usual, we should mask up, wear your mask, wash your hands, continue to social distance, and until God brings us together again next week, peace.